Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our radio preacher, Reverend Steve Kramer, and his message, He's Always Been Faithful and Always Will Be. Today we're going to study an Old Testament story which contains some really good news for us to build our lives upon. Be ready to be encouraged. We begin our worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray with me? Almighty and ever-living God, you have given great and precious promises to those who believe. Grant us the perfect faith which overcomes all doubts and fears. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, we ask this. Amen. Today's reading is from Exodus chapter 5, beginning at verse 22. Then Moses turned to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you done evil to this people? Why did you ever send me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, and you have not delivered your people at all. 
But the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will send them out, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians hold as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they didn't listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy can hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto Summer and winter and springtime and harvest Sun, moon and stars in their courses above Join with all nature in manifold witness To thy great faithfulness, mercy and love Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto that endureth thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow blessings all mine with ten 
thousand beside. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see. So much of life is built upon promises. Uh, promises made and promises received. For instance, in the next several months, we are going to hear a lot of campaign promises coming from politicians running for office who say they'll make our lives better if we elect them. Advertisers market their products with the promise that if you purchase this particular item, it will greatly improve your life. We sometimes share intimate things with others and we make them promise to keep this information to themselves. If you've ever bought a home, you are asked to sign a promissory note or a contract and there you promise the bank they'll be able to count on you to pay back what you have borrowed. And if you're married, you probably stood before a pastor or a priest and said to one another in the presence of God, I promise to be faithful to you till death parts us. And we as parents promise things to our children all the time. And, and employees promise employers that they'll give them 100% in their efforts. And employers promise that in turn to be fair and to pay them as they should. And of course, when we join a club, club members are promising to live by the rules of that organization. That's just to name a few, but point I'm making is someone, including ourselves, is always making promises. Unfortunately, though, at various times, we're disappointed and disappointing when it comes to keeping those promises. As imperfect, sinful beings, we tend to break them or forget them and set them aside or fail to live up to them. And in turn, those broken promises leave us a little more skeptical and cynical, untrusting, uneasy, discouraged, uncertain. And it's a sad state of affairs. And we ask ourselves, if anyone's word is absolutely good and 100% reliable, it doesn't appear to be the case. But God's word says to us today, yes, there is one who can always be counted on to keep his word, who is always faithful. He not only makes promises, but he always remembers them and he always keeps them. And that person is God. That's what's at the heart of a, today's reading from Exodus. We find Moses and Israel at a low point. Since Moses had obeyed God's call to go and confront the Pharaoh and tell him to let his uh, enslaved people go, things had only gotten worse for them. Pharaoh just knuckled down and made their slavery and existence all the harder. The Israelites and Moses were now upset with God 
and we find Moses and the people wondering if God could be trusted. As fellow human beings and as believers, uh, we can understand their sentiments, can't we? And even empathize with them a bit. Sometimes bad things happen in our lives as God's people, and we wonder why God lets this happen. In our disappointment, we're tempted to think that maybe we've been foolish to trust him. Doubt creeps in. God seems to have let us down. We don't feel him near. We can't see his power. Our prayers seem unanswered, and we wonder if God really cares about us. The Israelites and Moses were going through a bit of that kind of thinking. It was looking like they were going to be slaves in Egypt forever. As far as they were concerned, it was a hopeless situation. And they were wondering if their God, who had made promises to their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, had now just deserted them or just wasn't capable of following through on his word. So in this passage, we have God telling Moses that nothing could be further from the truth course he can be counted on. Even though things looked hopeless, they really were not. In fact, things were going according to plan. God said to Moses, now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he'll drive your people out of his land. In other words, God said, Moses, I was just setting Pharaoh up to do my will and set your people free. I know what I'm doing. And then God went on to explain to Moses, remember what I revealed to you at that burning bush out in the wilderness? that I am the Lord, I am who I am, Yahweh, that I'm above all, creator and sustainer of all that exists, that I'm unchanging and eternal, and I'm the one who makes things happen, and I will be with you and help you. I keep my covenants. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, the Lord, which I revealed to you, I did not make that known to them. God Almighty in the Hebrew is El Shaddai. That's translated the all-powerful one. God seems to be saying, I showed them my power, and now I'm revealing myself in a new way to their descendants. I'm Yahweh, the Lord who promises to be with them and help them. God goes on to say, I also established my covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them the land of Canaan in which they lived as sojourners. In other words, they had not possessed it yet. They were just wandering around in it. And Moses, I have heard the groaning of my people who are in slavery, and I have remembered my covenant. In other words, God saying, I hear them, I see them, I have not forgotten them, they have never been alone, I have always remembered my covenant, I will keep my word, my promises. So what is this covenant? It's the promise he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We find in the first uh, part of the book of Genesis, there were three parts uh, to it. Uh, first, God said he'd give them the land of Canaan. Also, next, he would increase their descendants, make them into a great nation, as many as the stars of the sky, as sands on the seashore. And finally, he would make them a blessing to all the nations of the world. God remembers. That's what he's saying here. He does not forget things like we human beings sometimes are prone to do. I remember a story about a pastor who went to a preaching conference, and one of the speakers, who was very good, said something that was quite humorous. Went like this, Some of the best years of my life have been spent in the arms of another man's wife. And the crowd gasped, and the speaker then went on to say he was talking about his mother. 
<laughs> the, spe the pastor laughed and wrote it down in his notes, thinking he could use a line like that in one of his messages. A little zinger to catch people's drifting attention. Well, a few months later, he was in the middle of a sermon that wasn't holding the congregation's attention, and so he paused, and he said to them with a smile on his face, You know, some of the greatest years of my life have been spent in the arms of another man's wife. But then he blanked out, <laughs> and he said as his cheeks got redder, but for the life of me, I can't remember who she is. <laughs> God is telling Moses, I don't forget anything. I'm trustworthy. Then God tells Moses to tell those Israelite slaves, I am the Lord. Re reveal that to them. Explain to them that I am Yahweh, the one who causes things to happen, who's unchanging and eternal and above all, who rescues and redeems and goes with his people, always keeping his word. And then God gives these words of promise to Moses to say to them, Seven I wills. I will free you of your burden as slaves. I will deliver you. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm with great acts of judgment. I will be your God and take you to be my people. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God. I will bring you to the land that I promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you. I promise to give you a great future with me, God is saying. And so Moses went and told the people, but they wouldn't listen to him because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. I've seen that happen. Haven't you? Sometimes people get so broken, they just can't hear any more promises or assurance. The, the words just kind of bounce off of them. But we need to ask what happened. What's, as Paul Harvey said, the rest of the story? Well, the rest of the story is that though they didn't believe him, God kept his word. He went through this long, drawn-out battle of the wills with Pharaoh, who, who eventually let his people go, uh, the Israelites go from their slavery after the plagues God had sent. And then when Pharaoh changed his mind and went after them, God opened up the Red Sea for his people to cross over on dry land and escape. And then he closed it back up over Pharaoh's armies when they tried to chase the Israelites through it. He led his army through uh, his people through the wilderness and, and provided for them all along the way for the next 40 years as they kept on being anything but trusting and obedient. He remained faithful to them, though they were always unfaithful towards him. Under Joshua's leadership, he gave them the promised land, established them as his people in that land. And even though they continued to be unfaithful to God during the period of judges and the kings, God continued to care for them and not turn away from them through the ages. He was committed to keeping those promises, land, descendants, a blessing to the nations of the world. We see in the Old Testament they had the land, they had lots of people. What about the blessing of the nations? One day, many, many years later, in the town of Bethlehem, a baby's cry was heard from a cattle stall in Bethlehem. His name was Jesus. His humble birth was the fulfillment of that promise made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and later on to King David to be the blessing to the nations. Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. 
to his people's surprise, not here to establish a political kingdom, but to be the savior for humanity's greatest problem, sin and death and separation from God. He went so far as to die upon a cross as a payment for our sins, and God raised him back up again and has revealed to, uh, to the world that all who put their trust in his Son will receive forgiveness for their sins and eternal life with God, the greatest blessing a human being could ever receive. So yes, God followed through on those promises, didn't he? He saw his plan through. He, he kept his word. Nothing could stop him from his purposes to save this broken world. And nothing will stop him from fulfilling his promised future for this world and for his own. He controls the future, you see. Someday Jesus will reappear in glory and majesty to judge the living and the dead, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and God will rule over us, and it will be perfect, and he will dwell among us forever. And so you and I can build our lives upon that. Why? Because God has always been faithful to his word throughout history. It's important then for you and me, you see, to, to review a passage like the one we've looked at today. As we watch the news, as we go through uncertain times when things look dark and hopeless, as we see wars and atrocities in the Mideast and Ukraine and shaky governments and human evil and natural disasters brought on by climate change, and, and then we toss in a few of our own personal challenges and problems and, and, and church uh, problems, it, it can cause us to feel a little depressed and hopeless, like we're caught in quicksand and sinking fast with no future. And we might even find ourselves entrapped in the thinking, God, are you, are you, where are you in all this? Are you really there? Are you really in charge? So the Holy Spirit is speaking to us through this story, saying, people of God, do not despair. Trust me. You are mine forever. You are not forgotten, and nothing can snatch you from my strong hand. So personally, I find strength, comfort, and reassurance when I read this Exodus story. Let me tell you why. Back in 1954, February, a couple named Earl and Dolores Kramer brought a beautiful little baby boy to a baptismal font in a Lutheran church in Everett, Washington, some water was splashed upon the child's head by a pastor, and the words were spoken, Stephen Earl Kramer, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. A baptismal covenant was established that day. Promises were made. My parents promised to bring me up in the faith, teaching me everything what, about what God and Christ had done for all people at the cross and empty tomb. But most importantly, God promised me, made a covenant with me. You are now my child, and you will always be my child. I forgive you of your sins. I will always love you and walk with you and never, ever desert you. You are mine. And, so because, and because of today's story reminding me of the faithfulness of God, I can once again be reminded and encouraged that I, as a child of God, through Jesus Christ, 
can trust in that promise God has made to me. And I hope that you are encouraged by this story too. He's proven himself faithful over and over from the beginning of time until now. The whole of the Bible is a story of God's faithfulness and his kept promises. And that's why it's so important for you and me to always be studying our Bibles. Through this means of grace, the Holy Spirit works in us, strengthening our faith and building us up to trust God and serve Jesus. And again and again in this word, we're reminded he is faithful, he is with us, and nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm reminded of what a father in the Bahamas cried out to his young son who was trapped upstairs of their burning house. The two-story structure was engulfed in flames in the family. The father, the mother, and several of the children were on their way out, but the smallest boy became terrified and ran back upstairs. His father, now outside, shouted to him, Jump, son, jump, I'll catch you. The boy cried, But, Daddy, I can't see you. I know, his father said, But I can see you. Friends in Christ, God sees you. He loves you. He is with you, and he holds your future in his hand. Years ago, a Lutheran songwriter named John Yovasaker blessed the church with these reassuring words from God to you, which I want to share with you now. I was there to hear your born-in cry. I'll be there when you are old. I rejoice the day you were baptized to see your life unfold. I was there when you were but a child with a faith to suit you well. In a blaze of light you wandered off to find where demons dwell. When you heard the wonder of the word, I was there to cheer you on. You were raised to praise the living Lord, to whom you now belong. If you find someone to share your time, and you join your hearts as one. I'll be there to make your verses rhyme from dusk to rising sun. In the middle ages of your life, not too old, no longer young, I'll be there to guide you through the night Complete what I've begun When the evening gently closes in And you shut your weary eyes I'll be there as I have always been with just one more surprise. I was there to hear your morning cry. I'll be there when you are old. I rejoiced the day you were baptized. 
to see your life unfold. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Hi, this is Matt Reister, Executive Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention two podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The CC Podcast Daily Dose features short devotions from an overview of the Bible and the CC Podcast Conversations features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. You can listen to those interviews and over 60 others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with archive broadcasts from former preachers on our website, ChristianCrusaders.org, or on our free mobile app. Today you've been listening to the broadcast transmission of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. We're one of America's longest-running radio ministries on the air since 1936. We are completely donor-funded and donations are tax-deductible. They can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at christiancrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time, and until then, may God richly bless you.